All right. So I guess uh, I guess I'm going to welcome everybody back to another uh, great week of Cascarita. Uh, I guess uh, this is the first like kind of formal introduction that we're doing this uh, this time around. So if it's kind of butchered, it's all on me. Hopefully, y'all, hopefully y'all will do better than me. But uh, again, uh, my my name here, I'm Ed. I'm one of the hosts here. We've got uh, Raymond over here. We got Rigo, although his name says F80043, whatever that is. That's from work. That's from work. from work. We got we got yeah. Jorge here also, and then Juanito or Juan. So, welcome back, everybody. Let's see. Let's. We already started this a little early. Uh, we're talking about taxes. Um, not everybody finds taxes exciting, but uh, as long as it saves us money, I think. Uh, good info, man. Good information to have. So I think Rigo, Rigo, are you are you pulling up some information right now? Yeah. So we're uh, checking out what was on the stimulus bill and what was actually being spent. Um, so as you guys know that there's going to be a stimulus bill for $1.9 trillion. And I'm going to share my screen what we're actually spending this money on. Hold up, guys. Yeah, Raymond, I also wanted to ask you about like how, like the DACA. How does that work? Do they get stimulus? Hey, hold up, guys. Uh, do, you, do you guys want to look at this first yeah, and then yeah, we can expand? Yeah, let's let's look that. at that. Yeah. Just yeah. to kind of get, get a better idea. So, can you guys see my screen right now? Yeah. Yes. So, Make you sure can. You don't have the uh, Pornhub tab open. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to This is work, it. dude. This is hydroxide, man. What, what does that do? Stop fires? Huh? calcium oh. hydroxide oh i was looking at ways to neutralize uh some acid oh shit oh don't give away some uh confidential work information. <laughs> uh, there's no confidential work <laughs> i'm sure that's very basic in chemistry yeah man anyways oh act like you knew what he was talking about <laughs> Dude, I, I said that was to stop fires that's what it's for oh wow yeah. right rigo right, right. right so so we're going over the bill, and the bill, as you know, people that are making $75,000 will be getting $1,400 on the stimulus check. Married couples. Married couples making under 150000 would receive $1,400 per person, so that's $2,800. That's pretty good. Dang. Some pretty good cash. <laughs> okay. Right, don't forget, it's a uh, fourteen hundred per dependent as well. So for each kid, you get another. Yeah, each kid gets yeah, gets some too, huh? Well, uh, that is well, true. Well, I'll so, have a uh, my input on that here in a minute, also. So if you're making above eighty thousand or at eighty thousand, then pretty much it disappears the the payment. Oh, I'm glad. Or, or individual. <laughs> For individuals, though. For individuals, yeah, though. Yeah, that's right. Well, married, married is what, 150? 160. 160, yeah, oh, okay. for married couples. Because I believe from 150 to 160, it starts going down. Yeah. And then I thought it disappeared completely after 80. Once After 160. 80 stacks. Oh, okay. For yes, married but, couples. Okay. For, for married, married couples. Yeah, yeah. It's 160. Okay. So there's a boost on unemployment, $300 per week. No shit, man. Yeah, it 
That's uh, that's also uh, wow. not get confused is that three hundred dollars is also on top of what the state pays you. Exactly. Yeah, Dude, and the the job report just came out, man. Like we're apparently going back to normal. Like, Bro, it seems like it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot more. Uh, I don't think yeah. so. I think yeah, man. The, the job report. The... This is the like we've been having good a good uh a turnout. Okay, yeah, I think less last people, week. Less yeah. people filing for unemployment is what it was. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean people have jobs. Yeah, uh, that's, that's less what, people getting that think, money. Getting yeah, because I think money. what I saw was that the there was still like, it, it, it was like at an all-time low still as far as uh, but, like the jobless market. Right. Yeah, To talk, talking about what Ed just mentioned is that, so you got to remember Governments and states, they're real big bitches about how they fudge the numbers. So it, unemployment, you got to always got to look at how they're defining unemployment and what they define as someone who's unemployed. Unemployed doesn't necessarily mean somebody that doesn't have a job or is not working. It's just it's based on the definition way. that particular state has set for mm. for that. So um it's it's actually weird that we're all talking about this right now. I was actually watching um, John Oliver's thing last night about unemployment and how like basically our system is kind of broke. I guess it's broken depending on who who's asking, right? On, on wh- what your perspective is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of states put a lot of roadblocks as to who can actually qualify for unemployment. Obviously, some people are going to look at those roadblocks and say, "Hey, that's fucked up. You shouldn't put roadblocks." To that and other people are going to be like going to take the position no we need those roadblocks to prevent people who don't deserve it from getting it right so um i guess we can ask that question where does everybody stand on people getting unemployment and a why uh, why do you why do you feel like that i'm with the uh, with the senator of uh of texas well, what did he? Which who's the senator of Texas? <laughs> the guy that put the Facebook post. Oh, that's, uh, that's a mayor, <laughs> dude. Oh, the mayor. That's that's a mayor, yeah, dude. <laughs> senator is like Ted Cruz. I mean, right, he's right. one of them. He's one, one of, of them. Guy, from Texas yeah. is uh, his Facebook. Yeah, like. But no, nah, man. I mean, if you need own. it, I mean, fuck. I mean, you gotta get it, right? I mean. But the, but the thing. So he, here's the thing. So. I'm always my, my position on shit, right? So you, you always have to look at the grand scheme of things, right? If your goal is I want zero fraud, I want zero people to get things fraudulently, you're never gonna have that, right? So you're what's the um, waste? You have to include waste into whatever thing you're doing, right? So I'm gonna use a really simple um, example. So when I worked at Hardee's and we were doing inventory built into the inventory of Hardee's, you knew you were going to get a certain number of waste each week, right? So right. you're never going to get zero waste. Um, but you knew typically somebody's going to fuck up X number of times. Let's keep that number there. Now, if, if it went above that, then you can make the determination, oh, somebody's sneaking sandwiches away and getting free sandwiches, right? So if you apply the same concept to... Um, you know, unemployment or welfare or whatever, you always know you're going to get a certain number of a certain number of population, a certain segment of the population. There's always going to be a certain number that's going to commit fraud. Right. So your question, your your the question you should be asking yourself is, 
do I really care enough about that group of people that I'm willing to restrict it that I might be getting, I might be catching people that actually do need it um, in order to stop the people who don't, right? So, so let's say there's 10 people who are in need, right? And one of them, you know, for a fact, out of 10 people, one person is going to commit fraud. Well, how do you set your restrictions? Do you set your restrictions so that you always keep it at that one number, you know, always mm -hmm. going to get 1% of fraud, or are you going to set your restrictions so restricted that you're going to prevent four people from getting um, welfare or whatever, even though those four, uh, three of those actually people needed. actually, actually needed. But in, essentially what you're doing is you're punishing the, in order to punish the one person for fraud, you're punishing three other extra people, right? Because okay, if you um, look, so 80,000 80, is that sweet, sweet point. Yeah, exactly. For the, for the check. Right. Yeah. Now that's, uh, uh, Raymond's talking about the unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I, like, I was not, not the, I not the phasing the out for the, uh, the payment. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. no, no, no. Give me for, an example. Yeah. Give me an example. So for example, so in unemployment, like this, I'm going to use an antidote. This is what I, what I, what I remember. Like I remember I helped somebody else try to apply for unemployment. And I so did. in order, in order to even qualify to be eligible for unemployment, what, regardless of whether it was your job, your fault or not, that you lost your job, they were requiring you to like apply for a job three or four times a week to have certain number of requirements you have to make. Like, I think it was like, attend some classes or some of their workshops and all of this shit. You had to do that weekly in order to continue receiving the unemployment, right? Did you have to so, do that last year or whenever COVID started as well? No, 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 no. Not, I'm like talking now, about like recent. No, no, I don't know anything oh, like, about recently. This is like seven, eight, nine years ago that I, okay. I went with somebody to the, the unemployment way. office. Okay, okay. Um, so the argument is you take somebody like, for instance, let's say I lost my job, right? And I tried to apply, apply for unemployment. In the middle, instead of just giving me the help I immediately need, forcing me to go through all these roadblocks, um, you're going to make me want to say, fuck this. I'm not going to deal with this shit. This is, too, this is too stupid for me to deal with. And essentially what you happen is that this benefit that I should be getting, I'm not getting it because you've made it too, too difficult for me to even attempt, right? So when you, when you look at shit like, you know, even the application process online might sometimes be really difficult and really hard to manage. Like I know with all of this in COVID, my dad had troubles um, finding work. And when he tried to apply with the, the unemployment office in um, Tennessee, that website is fucking ridiculous. It's I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's like pretty, there's a lot of shit. It's easier to go shit. through the app. It, it's you know. it's just well the thing is it's not even that it's just their their equipment is so just, old out there yeah One like the biggest problems it, that they have like i could never get my dad to log in like i tried it like eight different ways and it would just never let me log in to even file a claim right well there's a have you heard about the reddit thing they have for unemployment where that, mm. that's all they do is they keep up with like each state each state well, has but, their has their but, has their Reddit thing, but but here's pretty cool. But here's 
but here's the thing, uh, George. Should somebody who's going through a difficult time, obviously their state right. of mind is not in the perfect place, should they have to go through all these fucking hoops instead of their government saying, hey, you weren't fired for, you weren't fired, you were fired, it's not your fault, here's money, right? Here's money to get you back on your feet until you can find another job, right? And so a lot of people argue like, well, if we give people money, they're not going to want to go get a job. That's bullshit. That, to me, that's a bullshit argument. There's always going to be one person, un bago, that's going to do that. But the majority of, of people um, don't like staying at home, not doing anything. You know, there's don't you think that, that whole... if, if, if that was the case, more people would just, you know, slack at work, get fired, and then get unemployment? No, I don't, I don't think so. There, I mean, there's this whole for, that much like it's not even it's not that much yeah anyway, so. it, it, people people act like you're getting money on these programs to live like a king yeah, and really you're you're, you're living you're living it, it's the bare minimum it's like life. yeah um for for there's this whole philosophical like idea that man finds purpose in the things that they do right so a lot of people get happiness from being able to have a job, from being able to um, come at the end of the day and say, I did something with my life today that added value to either society or to my family. Now, we find value in different things, right? So like if you come home from a hard, long days of work, you're, you find happiness that you won. You were able to provide for your family. You're able to uh, you did a job well done and you're getting paid a decent wage for that, right? Vast majority of people feel like that. You know, you, that's why when you look at people who don't have a job, who are on unemployment, you see a lot of levels of depression and a lot of level of unfulfillment because they're not being able to, they don't feel useful, right? To say, oh, if we give these benefits out, more people are going to stay at home. That's bullshit. You're always going to have a certain segment of the population that's going to do that. Someone who's going to try to abuse the system. And that's what I was talking about with waste. You have to build that into, into the system. You have to say, okay. Those people, are, la- those people are waste. You do waste management. Yeah. 10, 10% of the people are going to commit fraud. And 10% of the people are going to um, not go to back to work or whatever. We as a society, we're willing to put up with those people in order to help out the other 90% of the people that can help it. But a lot of the times I feel what happens is we say we're so focused on punishing that 10% that we're also willing to punish the other 90. And that makes sense. So, you know, all these people that are against welfare and against like food stamps and all that shit, man, I've been on fucking food stamps. And that shit was a fucking lifesaver when I needed it. And I was never more happy in my life when I got off food stamps. And I was able to say, I don't fucking need food stamps anymore. I'm able to provide for myself and do things. And I wasn't on food stamps. I was on food stamps when I was working 40, 60 hours a week. And I was going to school full time. And it's just no me ajustaba. Like I had, you know, I had two kids or had had a kid at the time. And then I had a second one and I was trying to get ahead in my life and I still needed that help to get fucking groceries. Now, some people will say, 
no, we need to cut back on food stamps because some people, you know, the welfare, the welfare queen, they eat lobster. Well, you know, so you're willing to punish her and, and your effort to punish her, you're going to punish somebody like me who used the system for what it was. Because when you restrict on one, you restrict on all. Because that's, that's, that's how these system works. You can't, th there's really no way you can say um, they're going to they're gonna nitpick and, and, and find them. They just do too many people, man. Exactly. So, too many. Can't so do that. As, a, as a society, you ask yourself, who, who do I care more about? Do I care about the guy committing fraud or do I care about the guy that needs it, right? I always like to think, I always like to think I care more about the guy that needs it than I care about the guy who's committing fraud. El que está cometiendo fraud, that guy's never going to really get anywhere in life, right? You know, you yeah. get your, your $400, $500 in food stamps. He's, he's never going to be able to live in a mansion. He's never going to be able to get ahead in, in a stage of life where I'm going to be envious of that. Um, so I... I don't care. You get your whatever, commit all the fraud you want. If you, if all of your motivation is to stay in that level of zone, that level of poverty, cool for you. Yeah, you know, I wonder. I wonder what the thing is. Like, uh, I'm sure there's been studies on parents who did who took welfare, and then their kids end up doing the same thing, and it's just a cycle. You know, oh, a cycle so, of shit. And the, so. So that happens in the Hispanic community, man. Like well, we're just stuck in that same mindset, you know. So, so you can here, also look at it like that: how that's affecting, you know, people. Well, he, here's well. here's here's my counter pr proposal to that, right? If you take the parents' welfare away, who's the person that gets affected the most in that situation? Of course, the kids. The kids. So. Right. In your, in your effort to punish the parents for doing something bad, you're willing to let children starve. So welfare, the, the, the welfare state or the, the people who, you know, that money that that person's getting, is that really the, the cause of the cycle of poverty? Like, so if mañana, if tomorrow we took away all of the welfare programs, right? And we said no more welfare. You figure that out on your own. Do we break the the cycle of poverty? I mean, it's not going to be like that, you no. know. It's, it's not. Give it, it's give not instantaneous. Like, no, no, I'm not asking it, instantaneous. I'm asking, do you eventually get rid of the the, the poverty problem? No, there's always going to be people that just don't are not willing to work. You know. Okay. And and, okay. and that that's so here, always going to be the case. Here's my okay. There's so, so many. Yeah, there's so many people. No, so here's here's uh, it's interesting that you would say you equate poverty with a lack of work, right? So I think that's where do you believe do hard. you believe that poverty is solely a cause of people not, not working? No, I mean not because there's health issues as well. There's mental issues that you like you just can't. Well, it's just, it it can be as simple as how much you make, like. I mean, if you're working at a fast food restaurant 40 hours a week, you're like by standards, uh, whatever state you're living in or federal standards, you're living in poverty because you're not making enough. It's not like because yeah. you're not working, it's just you're not making enough. It can be as simple as that, be considered, you know, to be in poverty. Yeah. So, so I, I, I went to McDonald's this morning and I saw on the window, it said they were hiring people up to nine 
950 an hour. So mm-hmm. most places, most McDonald's are not going to hire you or you're not going to work 40 hours a week. You're looking at about 30. But if it is 40, it's $380 before tax. So after tax, you're looking what, at $330. That's not enough to support a family, especially even if it's like two kids. One, I mean, one not even a kid, not even yourself. Yeah, right. Maybe, but you wouldn't go to McDonald's, though. You would probably go to some factory or something if you, if you uh, want to make okay. a little bit more money and but take George, care of your family. George, George, but jobs are a finite resource. So right, man. There's, but there's, I mean, like only... you said, depending on where you're at, like, I mean, if it's a big city, you know, or oh. if you're here or in a small town in, in Tennessee. Oh, okay. So let's, let's say in, let's use Cookville, right? Uh, and I'm just, these are not numbers with any sort of scientific validity. But just an example, let's say in Cookville, there is um, 10,000 jobs of those factory jobs, right? So Cookville has a population of what, 45, 50,000 people? More than that. Uh, Around that. So let's say there's there's 10,000 jobs where if you work there, you, you're, that's bien. No te falta nada, right? Right. So we fill those 10,000 jobs. And there's, let's say, another 10,000 jobs, another 20,000 jobs where, you know, really you need two people working one of those jobs to live comfortably, right? So that's 20,000 jobs. We still need to fill uh, another 25,000 people um, of, of working age to be able to work and get a wage right and the last twenty five thousand jobs that's those are the mcdonald's those are the walmarts those are the um all of these shit in jobs right it's not like that person can quit walmart and then go get a factory job if it's not available right so how 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 do we address that problem because that person is still going to be poor through no fault of their own, not through a lack of desire or lack of motivation, but simply there's no there's no output, right? And the argument I always hear encountered to that is, well, go to school, get an education, make yourself more valuable to get a better job. That's also bullshit because not everybody has the intelligence and the ability to go to school and become a lawyer or go to school and become a CPA or you know, go to school and become an engineer or go to school and do something with their lives uh, or doctor that's going to make them move up that ladder. Unfortunately, people are just born dumb. So porque eres bruto, you don't have the right to not be poor. So is this why they're they're trying to up the minimum wage to 15? Well, I mean, yes and no. Yeah. The, the reason they're trying to go up to 15 is because the idea of minimum wage is that as time went on and inflation, because inflation is a thing, that number is supposed to be steadily increasing to match, yeah. the, match the times that we're gro- going in. I think the minimum wage hasn't increased since like, what, 2008, 2009 or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, 2009 and the wage right now is like seven. 50 or 725. I think it's 725. Yeah. 
And then the, the other thing you have to keep in mind is that the minimum wage that Congress is trying to increase is the federal minimum wage. And that wouldn't affect McDonald's and wouldn't affect Walmart and wouldn't affect any of those because all of, all of those are governed by the state minimum wage and not the federal minimum wage. So that's What's another federal minimum, minimum wage. Like what uh, places? What's uh, what, what are some examples? Of the federal Those are all private yes. private companies that you I mean not private public companies that you just mentioned. I'm asking so, for people who who will be listening to us and want to know. Asking for what? What the federal minimum wage would cover? Yeah, that's like your post office, your federal jobs, um, maybe the government government paying. Pain yeah, the government jobs. jobs that that are linked to the federal government. Um, Walmart, all of that, that has to be managed by each individual state's minimum wage. That's mm -hmm. why I think if you go to California, their minimum wage is a lot higher than what the Tennessee minimum wage um, is. Uh, but then again, you know, state of California's um, cost of living is a lot more expensive than Tennessee cost of living. Um, so like a national minimum wage wouldn't really work because then that would mean somebody in yeah. Tennessee would be making it's the, the minimum money. wage. The idea of the minimum wage is that after a 40 hour work week, that is something you can make take home and you'll be able to afford to live in your area. Right. That's that's the ideal. Um, so I have now, pulled up the minimum wage. And as you can see here in Tennessee, where we live, it's seven twenty five. And there's there's no state minimum. Yeah. Uh, they just go with the federal. But you oh, can see so yeah. other states like California. Let's just look at that. California is thirteen dollars. Look at Washington State. That's probably one of the highest ones there is. Yeah. Let's see. Where's Washington? Look at fucking Georgia. Did Georgia say five? No yeah. way. Uh, it was for some exceptions. Washington State is thirteen fifty, thirteen sixty nine. You said Alabama. Georgia. I, I saw Georgia. Georgia. That said like, it's like five dollars. <laughs> Georgia five fifteen. Employees subject to Fair Label Standard Act must pay the seven twenty five federal minimum wage. Five fifteen. You're kidding. Hey, look at Florida eight fifty six, man. Yeah, I mean it's cheap labor. I think it's it's wow. it's an ob it's an obvious problem, and to kind of wave it away and say go get a better job, that's ignoring the actual situation. Which goes back to my whole thing: Do you honestly believe that the welfare state is the reason or the cause behind the cycle of poverty? I don't think it is. I I, I don't think it has anything to do with the cycle of poverty. I think there's like como todo en la vida. Um, nothing is that simple. Nothing is black and white. There's so many other factors and nuances going into it that um, you, you can't, you know, and, and this is one of the reasons I hate fucking politicians on both sides because they like to act like they have the solution to to the problem which is one solution? solution. What would you do? For the poverty? Yeah. Uh, I think one thing to real, really address poverty, and when you look at neighborhoods that suffer from continuous poverty, um, one common factor you see is really bad schools, schools that are very underfunded and mm -hmm. really bad. 
I would fund the schools a shit ton because an informed public, an informed population is able to better, you know, better able to manage their finances, better able to make better decisions. You know, there is something to be said. There is la mentalidad del pobre, right? So that's an actual thing. And that's something for a person that me, I grew up in poverty. I have to fight those fucking, the, 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 the poor mentality urges all the time. I'm you buying know, a car so, and not a house. Yeah, the, like, the in, like the inability to not think in the long term, right? To in the, in the the to make decisions that benefit you short term, but are gonna fuck you over two three years later. That's a poor person's mentality because because they don't have the information, man. There's but, no information out there. Well, it's not. It's not just that. It's you know a poor person's in survival mode. A poor person can't worry about what's gonna happen to me two or three years from now. You know, so they're they're more willing to do that payday loan. They're more willing to do that title loan. They're more willing to um, do these stupid little decisions that, you know, three years later, fuck them over. Right. So they're more willing to sign up with Verizon for that over fucking crazy contract that they get. That you get a brand new phone, but you're paying twice the amount for that phone over the, the length of the contract. Right. So they're more willing. And like I was telling you last time, like they learned that from who that like their parents and shit like that. And it's just a cycle. But it's a survival thing, George. You can't tell a person, hey, if you just drop the five hundred dollars on the phone now instead of going in the three year contract, because if they drop the five hundred dollars now, they they don't have groceries for that week. Right. So. Yeah, that that's not really an, that's not really giving them an option, right? That's not that's saying that's you know when you think about it, that's most people in America. Well, I mean that's that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's the poverty cycle. How how do you break that? You break that with I think better education. I think you break that with with better um, welfare programs um, that actually help, not just you know get you. Away. I think you you. Um, you help that with a better better minimum wage. So like if you're guaranteed that the job you're going to work at is going to actually cover all your bills, then you have, you don't worry about living paycheck to paycheck, right? So you say, oh, I can save a little on the side. Um, it, it's just all these little things that can be done in conjunction that I think lead, lead to a better Maybe a not better solution, but a better um, starting point for for a lot of people. Um, yeah, because I, I I think there's a lot of factors with with poverty, and I think to address one and then not address the others leaves w- wide ranges and gaps. I mean, shit, we can talk about how the criminal system affects poverty people in, in poor neighborhoods than they do in, in other areas. Like, look, for instance, we take the war on drugs, right? So you're more likely to get charged, get charged with a possession charge for weed or whatever if you live in a poor neighborhood than if you lived in a white neighborhood or a rich neighborhood, right? And it's not because the people in the rich neighborhoods aren't smoking weed. It's just they're not being policed, right? So one way we can combat poverty is let's get rid of this stupid, like, 18th century rules on who gets used drugs and who gets doesn't get to use drugs, right? 
or um, you know the way we incarcerate people. If we take a look at you know we as a society, especially the American society, we get we get off on punishing people very severely um, without realizing that encarcelando somebody for long periods of time that's a strain on our economy because we as taxpayers are paying for that person to be in jail um when they get out on jail and if they're a felon they can't get a job so then that person is just adding to the pro- cycle of poverty because nobody wants to hire them nobody wants to give them work so as a desperate person they have to go resort back to crime which just continues that fucking cycle again um there's just there's there's a lot of shit we can do that we're not doing. This is essentially what I'm trying to say. So if I can, uh, we can kind of backtrack. You were uh, you were talking about the, like I guess like the uh, like individuals being more educated and I guess you know make education more accessible. Uh, one of the things that we had that Juan wrote down was the uh, affordability of college and is free college for everyone. So uh, I guess Juan, if you want to take, uh, take the lead on that, uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, you know, uh, that's one of the sub- subjects I want to talk to you, you guys about it because you guys were the ones who went to college. And I've just been hearing a lot of people lately saying that they went to college, paid all this money, get out of college, are in debt. And even if you file for bankruptcy, you can't get out of that. And they don't end up working in their fields so that's why uh it just came to mind well, what are your guys thoughts about that hey uh just just a quick aside i hear like somebody else talking yeah like in the background i think it's it's not me is it a hispanic dude yeah some hispanic dude yeah no idea let's just use our mute buttons i guess while we're not talking yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you, I was like, let's, let's just utilize yeah, that mute yeah, button, guys. That, uh, and then just to just to kind of add on to just one of your comments, one just uh, you also kind of put in a question. You know, is college a scam? And I kind of wanted to get your your thoughts on that. Like, why did you put I've that? Been hear, I've, been, I've been hearing that a lot from from um, I, I read it somewhere. Uh, I don't really remember where I read it, but for that same reason where you know people are getting all these loans and they're trying to they have to pay back um with all these uh, interest and so it's like people tell you you have to go to college to be successful and nowadays more and more people are don't have to do that they're finding out that if they they can do other things and still be successful it was that mentality of that you know like you have to grow up, have kids, go to college, buy a house, you know, things like that. You know, that's 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 where the subject came in. Well, so here I'll ask you this question: What do you measure success by? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, now we're asking the real questions. I guess <laughs> because, so, so, yeah. So you see, you see, because college, college, college's value is not intrinsically linked to just a monetary gain right so obviously if what you're measuring success by is like oh man i want to make the big bucks i want to be a big baller then college might not always be the right solution for you if you're not going for a career that's um giving you access to a license right so i always tell people 
who asked me this question, am I going to, should I go to college? It's like, you should be going to a career that's going to give you, at the end of it, you're going to get a license to practice your career, right? So you're thinking lawyer, doctor, CPA. Um, I don't think engineers need a license, but they're almost there because they have to pass this big exam to be able to, you know, exercise. They have to show qualifications for it. I think right? you have to so, be like a professional engineer. I think you have to have a, yeah. Yeah. But typically the rule of thumb is if you're going to go to college, you want to go to college for a career that's going to give you a license at the end of it. Um, so, because those are the jobs that are kind of in demand and um, have actual value in the market. Right. If you're, if you're measuring success by monetary gain, am I going to get a job at the end of this? But that's not addressing some of the other value that college gives. College gives you, you know, when you're in college, especially in undergrad, you're getting a wide range of knowledge in different areas, right? You're getting history, you're getting art, you're getting music, you're, you're becoming a person of culture, right? So if you look at the history of colleges back in the days, you didn't go to college to be able to get a job. You went to college to be a man of culture, to be a person of culture, somebody of high society where you can have a conversation about, oh, you know, have you heard the, can we, dis can we discuss logic? Can we discuss philosophy? Can we discuss all of these things that makes you a person that's able to critically think, right? So mm -hmm. college has that value. A person who's educated is able to critically think and able to make, in essence, better decisions, right? Um, you know, one thing college always gets shit on is for all of these worthless art degrees and all of these worthless music degrees and all of these worthless, worthless degrees that don't produce monetary value. I would push back on that just a little bit because, you know, yeah, not every art, not every person who gets an art degree is going to become the next Picasso, but they're the people who work in like graphic design that work in making PR or making, um, you know, coloring books, you know, like the coloring book you brought, you, you buy your daughter, some person has to do that job. Some person's making those drawings that eventually get mass reproduced. Um, you know, that music, maybe they're not going to be the next Beyonce, but they're doing music editing and they're doing all of the different work and that stuff. So how is college a scam? Depends on how you measure success, right? If success is dinero, 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 then yeah, college might be a scam. But if your success is, well, I want to be a person who's just not ignorant, a person that is not going to be sold on all the time, then college might have some value for you. Um, which goes back to that question is, should college be free? I think college should be free. I think if we have more people who are being exposed to different theories of thought, you know, more people who know about U.S. history or know more about European history or know more about um, world history, or you have more people who are exposed to all of these great artists who are trying to invoke an emotion or invoke the feeling or make a some sort of um, action or symbol that was impacting the world or have persons who are get have been able to listen to Beethoven's Ninth Symphony or, you know, Mozart's um, pieces and able to listen to it and like, Oh, I understand what he's so what trying do, to what do. What do you think with. about uh about the Republicans who think that colleges and schools is more is getting like kids thinking, you know, like non-conservative, non-conservative thoughts? 
it's more um, like colleges I think, to colleges and stuff like that i think i think those people are just a bunch of i think those people are a bunch of whiny bitches who never <laughs> actually stepped foot onto a college because at least for that's, me that's that's actually what they say man they're like that you know colleges are teaching our kids I, I, to think like you know all the left so, so, so here so here so here's here's what i'll say right at least from my experience in college i can't speak to what the typical college student is going through today but in, when i was in college in undergrad and in law school i had lefty professors i had republican professors I had professors, you couldn't tell what political party they were. Um, and so my question to those Republicans is, what is the indoctrination that you have a problem with, right? So is it, do you have a problem with them promoting <laughs> diversity or equality or, um, hey, maybe some of the things we've always been doing aren't the right way to do things, um, then I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with people thinking differently. And what you also have to keep in mind is that historically, historically, through all of time, universities and colleges was kind of the time where people went and got to express all these crazy ideas, you know. Yeah, and that's what you I know. think about, about I, I got from college, the experience, like it was worth it for me and the connections that I made, you know. Yeah, and, and you like know, that. you're always, you're always going to have fucking crazy people with all of these like um that, that has led us to the current state of where we're at and with cancel culture and all of this. And we, I guess kind of leads me to what I wrote on my topic, which was I wanted to clarify something about cancel culture. The the thing I truly can't stand about cancel culture is Can when we, they go uh, back. Before, before we get into that, um, the last thing that I guess we didn't really touch on was the affordability of college. Um, well, that's another thing you kind of put on there. What do you all think as far as like the, uh, like the, the pricing of everything, I guess, and all the all the fees that are attached to tuition and all of that. Um, See, that's, it's that's expensive, that's man. It's getting more expensive. About. More than more than you, like Raymond was touching on the, on the base of uh, you're you're learning about all these different things. You know, like the value of the knowledge. That's that's one part of it. When I was talking about, is it a scam? Is the prices? The prices were back in the 50s, 60s. And so on. It wasn't as expensive to go to a college. Well, have and and, and yeah, that. Aspect, I, but yeah, I know, I know. You didn't make as much. I, I understand that as well. But more well, no. In that the, aspect, the, one, the government, you know, man, their government funded, and you know, the the loans that kids get are from the government. Well, yeah. here's here's the, here's well, the thing. And and the colleges are like businesses, man. They they run That's it like what a I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. And. Of course, because they could get so much money from the government, that's why they up their price, the prices. Of course, that's well, why. That's this is why I'm asking. Is that a scam? You're 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 half right, George. So like, you're 100 that the way they charge shit right now is 100 a scam. I think the difference from what the 50s and 60s was is that a lot of these colleges were subsidized by the government, right? So whenever something's subsidized by the government, you get a lower price, right? I forget, it escapes right off the top of my head, but I want to say that sometime in the 70s or 80s, uh, government subsidies left um, the colleges and universities and all of that. And that's when prices really started skyrocketing up. Um, right, but, but the loans, but the loans are... Then, it, 
Yeah, are, and instead and of federal, federal the loans is a different from yeah, what, right. But but that still has yeah. to do with why prices are, are so high. Well, yeah, because you can get of, loans instead of instead of the government directly subsidizing the school and saying, "Hey, here's this fixed amount," they started subsidizing the individual and they started giving loans to the individuals um which is a problem because you give a fucking 18 year old ten thousand fucking dollars they're gonna misspend that and they don't really know the hole they're getting themselves into right um but yeah and that aspect is a fucking scam and that's why i'm also 100 for student loan forgiveness and like you know forget forgive all of that fucking debt and then just make it fucking free for everybody like yeah, why? But, but most of most of the debt is gonna get cleared <clears throat> off are from the people that can actually pay this, or that actually are going for a a degree that eventually is gonna be able to uh, be able to pay off these loans. So, like you're saying, like going back to your conversation about you know what's that sweet spot so that what, what, one person can get you know screwed because this is somebody else's. Well, George, it's, it sounds like sounds like what you're saying, and correct me if I'm misunderstanding you, but it sounds like you're saying, I paid off my loans. Why should that person get their loans paid off? Right, right. That's yeah, yeah. that's that's a petty argument. Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, what, like that? What's ten thousand dollars? That's that's the amount that you want well, it, from for the government. Are you you you're saying clear clear it out? Clear it all right? out. And, and and my and my thing to whoever is saying, well, I paid off mine, so why can you pay off yours? I'm like, ¿Qué te importa? You know, you know, unlucky for you. You you didn't you didn't push the government to do the thing they should have done from the fucking first place. So because you just rolled over and did it and didn't question it, you're just gonna continue this cycle. No, fuck it. ¿Qué te importa? Tú lo pagaste, tú lo pagaste. Uh, shit, if you want a rebate for that, I'm down with the government giving you a fucking rebate for that. But don't fucking put shackles on the next generation just because you had to suffer through it, right? Like, as, as, a, as, a, as a species, right, our goal should always be making things easier for the next generation, right? Making things, look, it's sufrido, we don't want you to sufrido, right? So that's kind of like saying, that what that sounds like to me is like, if I told my daughters, hey, guess what? Cuando, when I was little, I couldn't eat the second tortilla. Like, I had to only eat one tortilla. So, fuck you. Even though we can give you two tortillas, you're only going to eat one because I want you to have the same lesson I learned. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's kind of dumb. That's not that's what really happens, what? though, right? You, you don't do that, do you? No, no. no, no. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> so, so, Raymond, I want to... They're lucky to get half of it. I'm going to leave that in there. <laughs> okay, uh, so I have this friend, and we were talking about this conversation about college being free for everyone. And that person says, no, I am against that 100%. And I asked her, why? She said, Be- uh, because... I'm getting my master's degree and I feel like if everyone is able to get, get it for free, then mine is just, it's not as valuable anymore. What are your thoughts about it, that? That's a petty argument. That's a petty I mean, argument. That's, see, that, that's, that's what I thought. That's a very, that's against the very concept. That's, that's an elite elitism, right? So that's like, you see, yo te digo, oh, you know, it shouldn't be free. Cause that means more people who couldn't previously go to law school are going to go to law school. And that's going to make yeah. my job harder. 
well, guess what? Guess, guess what, motherfucker? We're li- we're living a free market. If I can't compete with the new lawyers, if I'm not on top of my fucking game, and being exactly able to provide the best fucking service, then I should fucking not make money, right? And, if I'm just compliant yeah. because I'm in this elite fucking realm and you have no other choice but to hire me, that goes against the very fucking nature of capitalism, right? So I'm always all for, you know, open it fucking up. Open it up. Let everybody who wants to go to fucking college go to college. And then guess what? We That's where we get these diamonds in the rough. You know, you offer somebody... Si tú le, si tú le dices al, al, al pobrecito del barrio, right? That, hey, you don't have to go to work to the factory. College is actually accessible to you. And if you're smart enough to pass your classes and make all of these grades and do all of this, you can be something more than a factory worker. Why are we not encouraging that? Why are we putting these roadblocks to to people like that, right? Isn't the whole ideal of the American dream is, hey, if you work hard enough for it and if you're good enough for it, then you deserve it. If this We're a mer- mer- meritocracy, right? We, or we like to pretend that we are. But really, in reality, the way things are now, we're more of a class society. If you can afford it, you can do it. If you can't afford it, fuck you. You're you're not. You can't do it, right? So, and, uh, just to kind of add to like, yeah, like, um, I mean, if it's free, that's not a guarantee that somebody's gonna get their degree. Like, with your friend saying like, oh, well, my degree's gonna be worthless, you know, to somebody who's doing it for free. Like, just because they're going for free, it doesn't mean that they're gonna, you know, get that degree. If they don't pass their classes, they're not gonna pass their classes. So there's, I don't. I don't yeah, know. Your right. argument kind of seems invalid to me. Like, I mean, if, if if they go through the same curriculum you do, but they don't have to pay for it and they still pass or maybe, you know, make better grades than you, then, you know, why, why can't they go for free? Like, Yeah, but maybe this, what I told her as well was, because oh, I said, it, the, I feel like uh, that the people who are thinking that are the ones that are, that are worried that they're not at the top of their game. Because if you're at the top yeah, of the game, you're not going to feel that way. Exactly. If you're at the top of your game, que te importa, right? Like, I, like I take it back to that fucking phrase, like, que te importa what anybody else is doing, right? So we like to preach that, you know, if, if you, you know, what's the phrase? If you're doing nothing wrong, what you have to worry about, like, then I fucking throw that right back out to those fucking people. Like, that motherfucker who got the free degree isn't going to be a fucking threat to you if you're number one. If you're number one, what does it matter, right? So my opinion exactly. Um, I'm I'm all for fucking free college. I'm all for cancellation of student debt. If you want to call me a socialist, uh, comunista, fucking go for it. Cubans um, are gonna come after you, man. They don't the, like your who? kind. The who's gonna come after me? The Cubanos. The Cubanos. Well, they, <laughs> okay, so, they can all so let me, let me ask you, Rigo. Rigo, what do you think about that? What do you think about what we just said? Just want to throw it out there that Jorge's got that communist red in the background. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go, sorry. No, I, I I agree with Raymond 100%. I think college should be free. Um, I mean, I have um, I have brothers and sisters that are going to school at the moment, and it sucks that they have to pay so much for college, and just to be just to be able to afford a house or be able to afford anything, they'll have to work maybe four or five years just to just to get to a level that they can uh, 
not think about debt. I think, uh, I think, uh, how expensive school is at the moment. It's just ridiculous. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that don't that owe a lot of money and it's, it's crazy. It's, I feel like, uh, I feel like schools are definitely taking advantage and maybe with uh, free, um, free college, it would help at least close that gap of, of, of people being in debt. You know, that's what definitely. I think. Cause there's a, a lot of high developed countries that have free healthcare and free college and are doing really good that are above the United States. I do get that a lot of countries are smaller in population, the size than we are. So it's well, a lot here, harder. Here's the, here's the thing I say to that when people say, oh, the other countries are smaller than that. I'm like, we're fucking America. Like, we're, we're the country of exceptionalism. No, I'm not saying it's not harder. But fuck it, man. Why can't we figure out I a way not, not, not only to do it, but be the best at fucking doing it, right? Like, that used to be our fucking pride and joy. Like, we used to be able to swing our big American dick around the world and say, we're number fucking one. Back-to-back World War champions, dude fucking follow our fucking example <laughs> and now now we're gonna be we're complaining no it's too hard it's muy duro like like who are we like what the fuck are we like que, que es eso? That's, that's mierda it's a stupid fucking argument yeah yeah I mean, uh, but schools money, schools schools are definitely expensive though i think they're oh yeah they they are definitely making a lot of money. Like um, there's a, there are schools that are making money for like just for profit, and they're you know? labeled as nonprofit. <laughs> and they're labeled as nonprofit, and they are making like, some serious cash. You just gotta yeah. look at the the like the fucking University of Alabama. How much fucking money they bring in with that fucking football program? That's that's sick. Bro, I, said, I was about I, I was about to make that comment. Not exactly that comment. But sports-wise, more football. And everybody yeah, was right. saying that uh, that school was dead because of COVID. Everybody's doing their, uh, you know, they're going to have to do the Zoom calls and stuff like that. And uh, people were are not going to pay that much, that amount of money to do Zoom classes. They're, like, they're also, still, they were still charging like full tuition. Yeah. yeah. Even when it went virtual, yeah. everyone was paying the same shit. It wasn't yeah. like they were all getting a discount. That's, that's really annoying. Those yeah, fuckers are ladrones, fucking bro. Dude, yeah. They're fucking thieves. Um, yeah, I have no sympathy for fucking colleges and, and all of that shit. Like, fucking cancel that debt. Make it fucking free. And, and so here's the thing. It's not that we're making it free. It's just we're using our taxes for what we consider important, right? So it, it's not like college is going to free, be free or healthcare is going to be free. We're just redistributing the funds that we use on our taxes instead of giving how many fucking billions of dollars it is to fucking military or whatever. We're saying no with we can have free college and free fucking healthcare. Why the fuck not? Right. So I'm all for it. I'm, you know, we don't need to be involved in other fucking countries anyways. Yeah. I I guess uh, Biden uh, just bombed. uh, What is it? Syria. Just to uh, just to rope it all back in, it looks like I guess we're all kind of in agreement that college should be free for everybody. Um, 
and I think it would definitely help. Uh, I mean, it would definitely help, you know, the, the country as a whole. Um, yeah, I mean, we could spend we could spend all day talking about this, but yeah, let's get back to let's get back to what Raymond was talking about. You wanted to, to clarify something about the PC cancel culture. Uh, so oh, let's, get yeah, back, yeah, yeah. let's get back to that and let, let's see. Let's let's hear your thoughts on that. Well, this is just a short clarification for like the one or two people that actually listened to our podcast last week. <laughs> <laughs> we had over a hundred views. <laughs> yeah, dude, we got a hundred views on YouTube. It's okay. No way. <laughs> I, I didn't. I. I forgot to say I, I'm like account for like 98 of those. I'm oh, kidding. Shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was one um, of them. Um, I always want to clarify, I, like, because I I think I said last podcast that I didn't really give a fuck about cancel culture. It's just a bunch of whiny people, right? Um, what I would like to clarify the thing that I do hate is when people go back and try to cancel you for something you said like six or seven years ago, or ten Eminem. years ago, or twenty years ago. Um, like, are we talking about? Because not Eminem. I don't know what happened to Eminem. I, like, I like, love the way you buy that song. That he's being canceled for that because he's it not says being well, uh, he, he, not being canceled. He's not well, being canceled. Nah. Well, people on people on Twitter are bitching. Yeah, yeah, people on Twitter are, are, are bitching about it. But that's what I don't like. It's like okay, like what? How pathetic is your life? that you spent hours going through somebody's fucking tweets to find something about seven or eight years ago to try to fucking call them out on it now. Like, like somebody developed some algorithm to figure that shit out. Like there's some app out there that does it. Sure it, there is. It, it, even, okay, let's, let's, let's say there is. Like, damn, how pathetic is your life that you're using that goddamn app? Like, it's still pathetic. It's like, who cares? Who fucking cares? If you didn't get called out on it back then, that... Yeah, Eminem's not gonna no. get canceled. <laughs> if no, get canceled no, back no, then, girl, man. He went to change. court and all that. Yeah, no? yeah, and fuck, yeah, and fuck with, with Eminem. Like that motherfucker's been controversial since like day one. So it's not like <laughs> it's true. Uh, like it's not like back in 1999, everybody was like, "Oh man, we love everything he's saying." No, like his whole career has been generating money off fucking controversy. Um. And kind of related to all of this is the the whole shit with Dr. Seuss. I think is the stupidest fucking thing Probably I've ever seen bro. in my life. Dude, I, I got a I got a conspiracy theory about that. I don't really what? know if it's a conspiracy theory or just um. Rigo, Rigo, that's the way I, I think. I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But can I'll I tell guess, you what I'm thinking. Can I guess what you're thinking? What? Because because I think go. we and me and you're on the same page. Go ahead. <laughs> is all fucking generated controversy by the publisher to make more money off of yeah exactly exactly that's that's <laughs> what i'm thinking <laughs> you gotta remember you gotta remember nobody was calling for dr seuss Dude, dr seuss was irrelevant irrelevant until just recently <laughs> the, whole, the, whole thing, the whole thing started was when the publisher came out and said hey we're not gonna um uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna publish these six books anymore because um of issues that the, yeah. the books have that's yeah books. so there's a so there's a movie coming out is that, is that what you're saying no no man. it's not it's not that yeah. netflix took the uh took the reins on that one is that what it is? Yeah, netflix netflix original dr seuss what, what i'm saying is that they created a demand for those books right 
So they cut off the supply. They're saying, hey, we're not making these books anymore because of racism. And so every fucking conservative person on the country is rushing out to buy those fucking books because they're not going to exist anymore. And that's driving up the fucking prices. Yeah. And they're, the, the Dr. And- Seuss is getting free publicity because the more moronic people are not just not going to buy the six. They're going to buy the full sets because they're like, oh, no, when who knows when the next time they're going to get rid of. They're just making a shit ton of money off of fucking morons who think the left is somehow trying to cancel Dr. Seuss when nobody was talking about Dr. Seuss. I want to I want to say that the flip side is the same, too. You know, I mean, I don't have an example for it, but I want to say that once Republicans are in the House, I think that there's uh, there's some situations where the left take advantage, the left take advantage of that and expose that. And then they they, and, and they make money. It's a business, you know. It's, a, it's, a, it's all about PR and and marketing and yeah, a, how you make the money. It's a distraction. Like when a few weeks ago they were all up in arms about the Mr. Potato Head doll. Yeah. Was it going to be Mr. Potato Head anymore? And yeah, I missed that one, man. Well, what what about the Bugs Bunny? Uh, the, the girl who they took their the breast Bro. out. No, you know what that is? Simps, simps. <laughs> that's just a bunch of horny ass fucking furries that are mad that they're gonna be able to go to horny jail. Bunk <laughs> new Lola Bunny. Like, no, that's... Heard, so, so they're they're trying that to get one... rid of mother, father, son, and daughter as well. I've not heard that. Okay, Juan, who's who's day? Who's day? The, like, the like, like for example, is, like, uh, Pinterest like the, page the he follows. People, the, no, 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 like <laughs> like uh, how they like Latino, Latino, Latino X. Uh-huh. Same, same, same group of people. There's not a group of people. They're just look. Oh, here, it's, it's, there's it's, just some retard in Twitter saying, "Dude, we should get no, rid of son." Uh, Los Andreños <laughs> on Twitter, dude. <laughs> 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 Dude, Juan, who are you? Who are you following, dude? Yeah, man, you got some weird stuff going on over there in your social media, dude. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't know if you want to. I don't be 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 one hundred percent positive. You want to share that screen right now? Make sure you those uh, incognito fifty-three thousand dollars right now. What Bitcoin reached fifty-three thousand dollars right now? Probably because of Doctor Seuss, man. Probably. <laughs> That company fucking bought a shit ton of Bitcoin. That's what they do with too money. <laughs> no, but like, like, nice. that, that, like that's the, the only real aspect of cancel culture I have a problem with is that shit where they go back in the past. All of these like controversies that you see on the news and all of that shit, that's bullshit. That's just somebody's making money. You you figure out who's making money. Um All right, I've never heard of this website, but yeah, let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, read. what is... Let's... <laughs> okay. I didn't read into it, uh, but I, uh, just read, I was reading a little bit. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So read what they're trying to replace it with, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's not. It's just like parent it, it, instead of mother. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's it, it's not it's not a see. So this is what I'm talking about, like manufactured the way it's, controversy. it's worded. Yeah. Yeah, like this is shit that they post online to get people mad. Like you get mad. What is the title, Juanito? What is the title of that article? Just he curious. To, do you see how he had to dig deep just to find it? <laughs> no. I just went to Let's dude. See, uh, it's the title, man. It, it, it they yeah. just want to bring people in to yeah. look at that article. It's a clickbait. I like the shirt. I like the shirt, Rigo. Non- you, you know what that is? Thank you know you. what that is, Juan? What? That's fucking. That's legal language, right? So, as a lawyer, words matter. Like, you look at words. You got to be very specific in your language. Because, you know, um, a father is not the same thing as a parent, right? You can be a father and not be a parent. Right? So there is, yeah. In, in the legal term of this, this, so you can be somebody's stepdad and you're that per- person's parent, but you're not that person's <coughs> uh, biological father. Um, I don't know the specific reasons why they're changing all of this. It does look like some of it is to be more gender inclusive and all of that shit. But it does Probably have just for simplicity. Con- yeah, simplicity, yeah. legal consequences, and all of that. And especially, we actually live in a society now that you could be born a man, and then if you so choose to do so, be a woman later on. And instead of having to address that person through a bunch of fucking pronouns, if you just call that person, you know, um, child or sibling or parent or whatever you include all of that and it just makes it easier. Um, I, I understand that, but as little as it is, or as, as minute as it is, I still feel that it's something that doesn't really need to be addressed or changed. But it's, it's not really being addressed or changed to affect you. Like it has nothing to do with you. That's all, what they're talking about there are Congress rules and how Congress fucking does things in their own chambers. Like nobody's coming to you and saying you're not allowed to call yourself a father or you're not allowed to be the son of somebody like nobody's fucking doing that. Now, the the argument that I can see other people making is like, oh, we're going down this slippery slope and, you know, you start changing one That's thing. How I feel. That's how like, I feel. Al final, this is going to. And maybe, you're allowed maybe, to feel like that. Maybe, I just think, maybe it's, I, it's not like it's not like I'm going to. Uh, think about it all the time but it just it, it comes to mind you know what what and what else i think what else go ahead what sorry. i'll say to that no you're fine i talk a lot yeah um what i'll <laughs> say to that what i'll what i'll say to that one is at the end of the day they do that to rile up your emotions and distract you from what might actually be an actual issue right so you're not the only person that's feeling like that and you're valid to feel like that. But what happens is that you get enough people feeling like that. What they're doing is pushing their representatives or whatever to fight people on this stupid issue instead of fighting for an actual issue, right? So instead of fighting to have minimum wage, they're now fighting over why did you change father to parent? I doubt, man, this thing is even going to be brought up. Like stuff like this. Well, yeah. Like I, 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 personally, uh, personally, if I would have 
like looked at the wording just changed without that big headline that I had. If I just saw that, oh, they're changing mother, father on a document to parent, I'd be like, oh, it's just to make it simpler, less confusion, you know, check off on this. Like easy. Bit, but I, I did yeah, say for prior me, to me telling you this that I didn't read into it. I just saw it. It, it, it did well, come to mind. But but that's cool. Like not yeah. the story. Like um, my goal isn't to try to make you like no feel no stupid I know, for not I know, reading. No, no. What, is, what I'm saying, is, I like we're talking about it. But you know what I'm saying that that's a tactic. That's a tactic that they yeah. do, right? So this shit that I, shows up on, on people's page, Facebook dude, yeah. uh, Facebook pages and shit. Like this is yeah, Facebook, bro. But well, that's, that's what, I can see. I can see where where that it would because you. Know, like our, and this, our, and this our is and when podcast. I when I say they, I'm talking about the the media, right? So yeah, that's that's the other thing that you know when people on the right complain about the media, they're conveniently leaving out the right wing media. There's the media isn't all left wing; it's left wing and right wing, right? So you get all of these sources from all of these people who have their own objectives and their own goals. Something I I personally do always when I try to read an article, and I'm not 100 perfect on that. Um, because I'm human, and I always try to, when I'm reading an article, I'm like, what is the purpose of this article? What are they trying to do with this article? Is it purely informative or they're trying to evoke some sort of emotion for me, right? So, you know, like a, a perfect example of this is when you, when you're reading sports shit, right? And as a Barcelona fan, if I read an article from like a Madrid-based paper, it's going to piss me off because they're just shitting on Barcelona, right? So you always got to ask yourself, well, what's, what, are they, what are they trying to do to me here? What, what's the information they're trying to provide to me? Um, and a lot of the times it's just they're taking something que no tiene mucha importancia and making it a big fucking deal so that you be angry. And, you know, George says, oh, this doesn't get back to the representatives. But it's these small things. They keep growing, 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 and like playing the game of telephone instead of being something, you know, very procedural and very boring and very stupid. By the end of it, you're like, bro, they're eliminating. They're trying to get rid of people being called fathers and daughters and mothers. And, you know, they're trying to jail people for go take people to jail for using those terms. Um, but you see it all the time, both on the left and the right. Yeah, but yeah, okay. All right. That wasn't really what I was, how I was feeling. But I see, I see what you mean. It, they do try to do those things. Yeah, and no, I, wanna... I, I, I get what you're, what you were saying though. Te da un mal sabor. It does. It does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. So just to uh, just kind of looking over this Google Doc, Jorge, I like your uh, the items you put on there. Uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, man, we can go to my last week topics. Uh, man. I had some. But you know, so well, I've, I've got a, conspiracy theories. What do you guys? Oh, well, I've got an important oh. one on here from Rigo. Um, okay. Why is Raymond always late to shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> way, that's why. <laughs> dude, there's Raymond, a- I'm actually proud of you today. Yeah. Hey, yeah, he's dude. the first one, dude. He's yeah, dude. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this is a this I, I kind of want to go over this one. This one that Rigo did put on here. Um, and just because like my brother's about to graduate from uh from tech. 
Uh, so it's kind of like relevant because um, he was just doing like a cover letter today and I was kind of going over with him and all that. Uh, he was trying to get some feedback. I've got a interviewing for a job. How did you guys prepare? Like, how, how did y'all go about doing, I guess, talk to the people that are in that field, ask them questions. That's well, how what did I you, would how did you, well, I mean, it, I mean, that's kind of simple. How did you, how did you prepare? But, I guess? Dude, that's you getting information from somebody that works in that position. That's the most valuable thing that you could probably you, do. Well, you got to look up the company, like its history. You got to be knowledgeable. You got to know what questions to ask. Just like you're getting, you're, you're getting interviewed. You got to interview the, the, the who, who's ever who's in front of you. You know uh, the right questions. Well, I here, I'll, I'll say this, and all of that's really good fucking advice, and it's all advice that I got. Um, but I'll say at the end of the day a way to nail an interview is she's going there with fucking confidence, right? Oh, yeah, so 100%. You're not going to ask those questions if you don't have the confidence, right? And you're not going to feel confident to ask those questions if you don't have the knowledge. But really, in all honesty, like, before accepting any sort of interview, I always tell people, like, is this really where you want to work at, right? And what is your goal at working at this at this job, right? See, see, your goal is to just make money. Then you go in there and you be the fakest fucking person you know. Just get the job and and you know, do the shit that they ask you to do to get your paycheck, right? But if it's more of a, I want this to be my career, then it's not just about a paycheck. You got to think about um, the work relationships you're gonna be, right? So you got to try to be yourself. Because if they aren't cool with who you are, they aren't. They might be cool with you in an interview, but once the real you starts coming out <laughs> in a job, they might not be cool with you then, or you might feel like, you know, um, restricted and because you can't be yourself once you're once you're in the workplace, right? So, just be like the, the best thing is just you know, know what you're looking for, right? So don't just accept any interview, um, just for the hell of it if you aren't. If, if it's a career thing, just don't go to the first thing just because they're offering you a paycheck because um, you're going to be miserable, you know, a few months, a few months down the line when the workplace culture isn't to your liking. Right. So if it's not um, and this goes both ways, like if you're a liberal, you're going to hate working in a conservative environment. Right. And if you're a conservative, you're going to hate working in a liberal environment or, you know, um, if you're going to feel like an outcast or what and all of that shit. You got to take all those things into mind. I would argue though, that always work in places that make you a little bit uncomfortable because you learn things about yourself and you get exposed to new things and you learn new things and all I that know, shit. Like, but... I mean, he's, he's an entry, so he's just getting out of college. So you gotta keep in mind also that you're gonna, you're probably not gonna be with that company. You're probably gonna jump, you're gonna get, mm-hmm. gain your knowledge, learn yeah. what you need to, and then you're gonna jump somewhere else. What about you, Rigo? Kind of wonder your uh, Rigo since he uh, he kind of asked. Yeah. I feel like he had something well, in the back of his mind. I I actually asked the question also because my gra- my brother is graduating from college in the summer or in the spring, and my sister is also going through the same phase at the moment. And then I was just thinking to myself, how was my experience whenever I first was looking for a job, and when I got out of college, I mean, I have no experience. All I have is 
uh, academic knowledge, and that's it. And I think it was very difficult for me to find a job just because I didn't have that experience. And anything that came my way, I would take just because it's the first job, you know, you need a stepping stone. And just to get you in the door to, I mean, I didn't have companies going after me. I didn't have that luxury. But once I got the experience or once I ended up having something to put on my resume, then I was able to sell myself even better. Because, uh, I mean, that I think the first the hardest part is after college, you need to you need to you need to find uh, someone that's willing to hire you. I mean, that was my personal experience, but everyone's is different. I mean, Raymond could have gotten like 10 offers right away, you know, because he's so good looking, dude. Yeah, it's just it's a little good. And I, I kind of want to I kind of want to take it like even a further step back than than after college. Um for me, uh, it was like uh, knowing like all the resources you had at whatever university you were at, like as far as, you know, your resources for individuals to help you, you know, uh, build your resume. Like, how do you make it look good? How do you make it attractive? Like, there's all these resources that you may yeah. not even think about that are available to you at universities that I hadn't even thought about. But luckily, I, I was involved with the right people that were like, hey, you know, this stuff is available to us, you know, through the university. And then I know through tech also. Um, like they even had like the uh, like the uh, professional closet, I think is what they called it. Like I was fucking poor. I couldn't afford a suit. But luckily they offered free suits for you to, you know, rent out mm-hmm. from all that. And you were able to actually, you know, look presentable for these interviews that you were going to and all that. And then I think also is these those career fairs, um, although they're not a real interview, I think it's like really good experience as far as kind of getting over like, you know, the nervousness of talking to these right. other individuals because um kind of look at it look looking back at it now because i do i do some recruiting for my office now and so i'm on the other side of the table mm. and so for me personally where i've not been out of college for so long i kind of take that into account and make you know make the students feel more comfortable more at ease because i remember talking to some people and they just like seem stern like cold like you know i'm a seasoned veteran whatever field i'm in you know i really don't want to be here uh but i you know my company you know it seems like my company made me come here so that's why I'm here. You know, I'm not really here, you know, to, to look for talent. So I, I try to take a different approach of a, of a more casual yet professional, <clears throat> you know, let these students feel comfortable talking to me. So, um, and that, like I said, I kind of wanted to take it further back uh, just to, if there's those resources out there, which every ner- university should have all that, um, you know, utilize those resources and, and it helps, you know, make that process a whole lot easier. I think personally. I, I would yeah. say like, I, I got extremely lucky, so I, I'm probably, like, the worst person to ask about all of this shit because um, I didn't have to go interview a whole lot of different places. I, like, the, the way I got into my job now, like, I literally attended an event um, that, you know, to law school, what they do is that they bring in all these lawyers from the local area and they have them, like, give presentations on, like, a specific area of the law or whatever. And I went to one of these events and... I happen to be like the only one L uh, person to show up. And Raymond, Raymond, I, but that, but that's the thing. Like people going to events, like that's that's a good thing, you know. Like yeah, take yeah, advantage, yeah. take advantage of those. Like for like the audience that's listening to yeah. us, 
Yeah, I even mean, if taking... it doesn't go your way, like it's just good experience. Um, right. Well, and, what, and what what I'll say is, and, and that's kind of what I was trying to hit on is like being yourself, right? So like having the confidence. So like I went to the event, I was the only person there and I noticed that the speaker, and he gave his like one presentation or whatever. And I just went up to him like, look, man, I'm the only one here. Nobody else is here. Like, like, let's just talk. And so we just fucking hit it off. Like, and it turns out he's my future boss, right? So it wasn't a formal interview process, but like we ate lunch together that day and we just ended up fucking shooting the shit. And my dumbass wasn't even smart enough to say, oh, hey, here's like a resume or here's my email where you can reach me at later in <laughs> case you have any job openings. No, no, he didn't even ask me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what happens, this is why I say I'm incredibly lucky is what happens is like, like we, we stopped talking and I was like, I ended up having being late to my next class and i was like yo i gotta go i'm late to my next class and so i left and i didn't even like like finish on a formal note and next thing i know i'm getting like a day or two later i'm getting a phone call on my cell phone from some number i don't recognize and it's him and he's like hey i contacted the school and i got their got your contact information from you um from them for you um because you really left an impression on me and I was wondering if you would be willing to come work in my office as a private investigator initially. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I had a, like, you're uh -huh. awesome. Like, why wouldn't I want to go work for you? Um, but it's just those opportunities. Like I was dumb enough and lucky enough to like fall into it, but going to those types of events and knowing him, the way he recruits people, he like the questions he's always asking himself is, is this someone that I want to work with like every day? Like, mm -hmm. is their personality somebody I'm not going to clash with? Like, he's like, his way of thinking was, I don't care if you don't know what to do, what I wanting you to do, because that's something I can teach you. I just want you to know that you're a person I can work with. Um, and obviously, every employer is a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, going to those fucking events is a fucking godsend. Um, and I know plenty of people who didn't want to go and then ended up not being able to get jobs or anything like that because when they graduated, they had made no connections, you know, or if they did go to those, they're like stiff as a board and didn't want to talk to anybody and just collected the little brochure and moved along. Nice, nice, nice. So I can share my story. Yeah. Uh, so I did not go to college. You guys know that, you know, I didn't have the luxury or the ability to do it. I wanted to go, just I couldn't go. Uh, so I was a server. Uh, I was a server for five years. And then one one day, which is weird because I actually went went in on a day that I wasn't supposed to be there. So what happened was one of the the managers that works for the, for the company I work for right now was talking to me, and she was, and then we were just talking, and she said, "Do you want an opportunity to make a hundred thousand dollars a year?" And I just looked at her like, "Legally?" <laughs> she started laughing. And then, and then she was, uh, and then she was asking. She asked me if I was the owner's son, and I told her no. And then, and then, I, and I was more interested. I was interested in what she had to say. And then, and then she said, "I like how you, I like your persona, how, how you're talking to me. Uh, I would like to offer you an interview." Uh, I was like, "All right." So we, I went to, to my first interview with her. She liked me. Then I went and I had an interview with everyone else. Eventually, I got hired. It was tough in the beginning, but now I'm one of the top reps at the at the uh for the site and uh i just remember one of the questions that i asked in the interview 
was what are your expectations the first 30, 60, 90 days? And then they liked that about me. They liked that I that I was I wasn't trying to, you know, like just start off and just I don't know. I I just know that that was one of the things they told me they liked about me, how I was trying to inform myself of what, what they what would the expectations were. And for your brothers or sisters and the audience that are listening, that's one of the things I recommend you do whenever you go for an interview. Cool. Yeah, don't don't oversell yourself. Like know your limits and yeah. you know ask what what are they asking um, wanting from you. Um, that's really important because um, a lot of things what happens is you go into a job, you have no experience, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and then either because you're too timid to ask, you're just sitting there comiendo mierda, and you're not fulfilling the expectations they had or whatever, and then you can run into problems. But you get lucky sometimes, and you just you are really good looking, you know? Just like Raymond is. <laughs> well, I guess just uh, <clears throat> looks like we've been on here for a little while. Uh, just to kind of wrap this up and I guess let people kind of know you you guys a little bit better. I like this question that Rigo put on here. Uh, what is something you fuckers do to start your morning off? <laughs> <laughs> there's something special you guys do maybe i don't know wake up extra early or i don't know make sure you have like a like a crazy workout before you start your day well, let's let's start with you rigo uh every time i drive to work i listen to a podcast at least i want to be informed you listen to on the new uh, on the news and i listen to cascarita so <laughs> everyone you guys need to tune in <laughs> uh, what about you uh one anything special in your in your mornings well i have a 45 minute commute so i like right now i just got a puppy uh not too long ago so it's actually i feel like that is making me grow up a little bit more as well so i i can wake up in the mornings and i I like taking them out and that just and going outside and just just not worrying about having to get dressed or anything just being there with 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 my puppy helps me uh and then I like the hijo way. I know. That's what I'm talking about. This guy have a son. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he was talking about his son, but he's not. He's always asleep, bro. He's asleep. Why is that Michael Jordan, bro? Mean, like, fuck them kids. I feel like taking a shower. Even take a shower at night. He just helps me go through my day. And then that commute. I like listening to motivational videos uh, and then podcasts as well. Uh, and then sometimes just listening to music. Just It just gets me ready for my day. And then get, that's basically what I do. And, and well, actually, one thing that I missed is uh, the first thing that I tell myself when I wake up is I'm getting a deal today. Because I, I work on commission and I have to get deals. And I tell myself that every morning when I wake up, the first thing, I'm getting a deal today. And I think ever since I started doing that, I put it into reality. And so it started to, you know, give it back to me. Dude, that's pretty awesome one. Put it put it to existence. All right. So what about uh what about you, Jorge? Oh man, I just wake up, take a shower, coffee, and look at the stock market, man. That's what I've been doing lately. <laughs> <laughs> Be on that Wall Street bets ready, dude. Yeah. 
There you go, yeah, making yep. that dough I'm early. At the at the Chinese market lately, <laughs> and then <laughs> they just look at the, <laughs> at the market and just, just a, looking at the stocks. Just a simple that's man, dude. Nothing, that's it, man. And then crazy to get you. Yeah, nothing crazy. What about you, Raymond? Uh, I wake up and I let out a very exasperated fuck. <laughs> like, then I just get fucking dressed. Are you uh, disappointed I don't, I don't that you woke up that day? I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Why did I have to wake up? Here's another day. <laughs> it is one of the toughest things I do. Out of my day, one of the toughest things I do is waking up. But once I'm up, I, I can get going. Yeah, that's that's the hardest thing I'm, in the morning. I'm trying to train myself to... <laughs> 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 you oh, man. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> well, I guess uh, uh, for me personally, um, I don't have anything, uh, anything crazy. Uh, I've been working from home a lot. So what well, used to be my usual you know, commute to the office, whatever office I was going to, that's kind of out of the picture right now. I mean, I just wake up and I got to feed these bunnies. Usually Alyssa does that, but if she doesn't have time, I come in here, uh, feed them every morning, give them their treats, and they're super hyper in the mornings, and then I just get my couple cups of coffee in me, and that that's about and it. And then you masturbate. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually <laughs> around 9, 930. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's when he gets on incognito mode. Guys, I think All right, this guys. is uh we're gonna call it tonight. All right, till till next week, guys. All right, peace out, dudes. Right, see you. Yeah.